Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. to the rock show come on to the people's show come on to the premiere show smackdown it's the 21st of march in the year of our lord 2002 tiger woods pga tour golf gareth gates unchained melody is the one single in the chart yeah take that will young <laughs> oceans 11 is still number one in the uk box office yeah take that will young <laughs> a new day has come is the 18th studio album and 7th English language album by Canadian singer Celine Dion. Ah, oh, it's a lovely album, that is. It's uh, Sorry for Love, I Surrender, Have You Ever Been in Love? Ten did, de- I don't remember any of these. Did it have on it, when you want it the most, there's no easy way out. What you no, you're thinking of Rocky IV. <laughs> uh, the Battle of Bramall Lane. Is, the, is Celine Dion's third album. <laughs> a name used by the British press to refer to an English First Division football match played between Sheffield United and West Brom Albion. Hey, the baggies! That happened this week. Is the only match in English professional football history to have been abandoned due to a shortage of players. Wow! Battle of Bramall Lane. Yeah. That's exciting. I should have, I should have uh, tapped my brother up about this one. My dad and my brother are massive Baggies fans. We're recording this on my brother's birthday, so happy birthday, Big yeah. Mick. Yeah, down to eight men. United conceded a third goal with Dobby scoring his second of the afternoon. United midfielder Michael Brown and defender Robert Uallafon suffered injuries that meant they could no longer take part in the match because United had already used all their allowed substitutions. The ref, who had already declined to send off both Brown and Captain Keith Curl for clear red, fa- up there. clear red card offences, was forced to abandon the match in the 82nd minute as dictated by the rules of the game bloody Keith Curl. never had that before words Survivor Series rules in football. <laughs> big game this week is Blood Omen 2 which as much as I love the legacy of Kane I never got round to playing fair enough it, it did well though from what I recall Blood Omen 2 I think it was well a, received decline after that uh, and then Emmerdale Glory decides to go back to Hull to sort out her affairs before returning to be with Eric who was delighted that she is back with him <laughs> Eric gives Bob the sack, saying it is due to failing profits. Bob knows it has more to do with Gloria. Gloria. I never Gloria. liked Eric. No, Eric was dead. Eric Bollard, which of course is Latin for bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all the lovely things that was happening in the ugly, bizarre world by the sound of things of 2002. What a, what a, what a, what was happening in the amazing Starfield world of post WrestleMania wrestling? Answer that question and many more can only be found here on the SmackDown, call it a classic, SmackDown Review. Pollock's that up. It's Tom Campbell. It's Mafu. We're both cold as fuck. How are you doing? It's cold as fuck. (laughs) We're shit fucking out of luck. You Uh, could fuck a duck. Fuck. I would not fuck a duck in this weather. It is 
cold. And I know it's cold because obviously I'm a southern softy. So, of course, the lightest of breeze is a cold day for me and my brittle bones. But you, as an ardent northerner, even you're wearing your big hat and your yeah. big coat. And you, you actually, you've taken your big coat off, which I'm sad about because last week uh, on the main podcast and on the uh, WrestleMania Watch Along Part 2, uh, you had your big coat on and you looked like you were, you were off <laughs> you were off fishing like as soon as the podcast finished. Hey, Tom. What's called them being cold? Ice cold! No, me! <laughs> what was the comment that you had about the way that you were dressed that made me chuckle? Oh, when you got the podcast at two, but you got a shift at the docks at five. <laughs> oh, it all happened fast last week, man. I was happy with it, though. Someone said that you were, you look like you're about to have a go at Peter Rabbit. Oh, I said that. <laughs> I was going to use that one, the main one, but. Oh, well, they've heard it by now, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. This comes after in the timeline, so it's fine. Time is a flat circle, it's okay. It is a flat circle. It's a strong look, a big fan of it. Thank you. Uh, classic at cultaholic.com. Let us know what you think Maff looks like with his lovely big coat on and his lovely big hat on. Yeah. You look cosy. Yes. Because it's cold this month. Cosy roads. Co <laughs> cosy roads. <laughs> cosy roads. Playing Animal Crossing in a big chair. It's, it's We're the originals <laughs> in my pocket. I need help with the plug socket. Oh, I can hear my back about to go. <laughs> my father said, I'm I, dead I, due I, to old age. <laughs> that's, that's good. I was going to go, and my mother said, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it's great getting old. Hey, uh, I, 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 I get it because this is the penultimate episode of the Cold Art Classic Smackdown review in my 30s. Oh. Fuck! <laughs> I got, next week. It's Raw Rumble weekend, more on that in a bit. And then on Wednesday, the following week, I turned 40. Yeah. Fuck! Tom, I couldn't imagine being over 30. Now I've hit that, I'm all right. Bring it. Yeah. I'm got, get your allotment sorted out. <laughs> Does that mean tidy up downstairs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get your bath salts. Oh, I've got some of them already, to oh, be yeah. fair. <laughs> Lunch, you call them. <laughs> You're not meant to eat them. I've made a terrible error. Oh, Tom's really energetic. Yeah, he's not stepped since Wednesday. <laughs> like bath salts I've been eating. Anyway, Tom. Anyway. Rest of the day. Let's stop having fun. Yeah. Uh, how are you, more importantly? Uh, that, I'm having fun. Good. That's all that matters. So stop. Good shout. <laughs> when the fun stops, stop. <laughs> so, uh, this is where we talk about old episodes of SmackDown, for your pleasure. Uh, in a minute, Matthew is going to talk us through the SmackDown following WrestleMania 18. Uh, it was good fun to watch it. Thank you for watching it with us. It was a podcast that was literally two years yeah, in the making. Yeah, two, years <laughs> two years in the making. Uh, <laughs> if you watched it, you, you appreciated the, 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 the jump between times. Uh, but we got through it. It was a good time. And now we enter this this new world. This is the, Wrestling doesn't really have seasons but this feels like the season premiere for what is to come for 2002 a new era a new dawn a new day uh, and already some big things have started before we've even begun smackdown this week right steve austin he's fucking gone austin's gone was it this week well 
Oh, no, there's a bunch of them. There's a whole bunch of things that is happening. I forget, they all all merge together. Mm. Why why did Austin leave? So, Monday Night Raw, the night after WrestleMania. Obviously, lots of moving parts, uh, which is part of the reason why they're doing the WWF draft. More on that in a bit as well. Uh, But there's lots of moving parts. Uh, The show changed quite a few times. Steve Austin left a bit out in the cold on this episode of Raw. He was planned to do just a backstage promo, presumably building up to what was next for him. Austin went, "Uh -uh, not bothered about that. And he arrived at TV, got told he was just doing a promo and then got on a plane and went home. So, and and this isn't out of the blue. Austin has been really pissed off since probably the Rumble or just before the rumble, actually, just feeling a bit directionless post-invasion. He turned babyface when the plan was for a long time to have him versus Triple H and Austin in a heel role at WrestleMania, and that was just binned off. Austin was end- ended up working with the New World Order, which he did not want to do. Uh, some stuff has come out about that particular match, which I'm going to talk about later in the show today. Uh, be that as it may, uh, Austin uh, is gone. He is not a happy camper. He's left Raw tonight. Uh, and pretty much like every other top star that's ever been a part of the WWF, there's a difficult transition now because Steve Austin and other guys on the roster are quite annoyed that these old boys like Hogan, Nash and Hall have come in and taken the lion's share of the TV time. It's almost like we knew that would happen. (laughs) And it's also the fact that the crowd are reacting to it as well. The hope would be that people would just shit on it and then we'd move on from it. But this, there is a major rebirth, a renaissance of Hulkamania in the air. And you can hear it on TV every single week. Uh, and the the roster are very concerned because they feel like their place is going to get lost. Hence, the brand split, which is officially happening. The Wrestling Observer writes that despite the fact that it's being done in order to give people more time, there is mixed thoughts on the brand split. Uh, A lot of people have been told, going on nine months now, this is from Dave Meltzer, that they'll be given more of a shot at the big time when the split comes. So a lot of roster has been patiently waiting. There's also the feeling that the popularity of the company where it is, this isn't the right time to do it. There was a mention backstage of the TV what? show Friends. So because um, I'm really got that. Sorry, I'm yeah, not no, it, it, because at the moment WWF's on very much a decline in terms of viewership, in terms of live attendance figures. It's, Can I have a push when we're popular? Doesn't? Yeah, it's. I think it's the, the concern being that by by even though the roster is bloated by splitting the roster, it might further the decline because you might have one show that doesn't have as many um, built stars, but you've kind of got to speculate to accumulate, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's taking a loss now to gain later on, and obviously yeah. we've seen it later on. Oh, sorry, obviously, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're, yeah, and you're absolutely right. Um, a lot, there's a lot of mention of the TV show Friends backstage. People saying it'd be a bad idea if they split Friends, all six Friends stars, into two different shows. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I mean, you're right. Because we got Joey, and that was shit. You're right. But this isn't fucking Friends. This is the wrestling. It's split Friends. Yes. People are comparing WWF television to Friends. That is one of the worst metaphors I've heard <laughs> for wrestling, and I know a bad metaphor. Chandler turned up, saw his story for this week, and went home. 
couldn't be asked. It's Chandler's new stylist, Rico. <laughs> what are you doing here? In terms of what will happen with the draft, the and, and in, the way that it's sort of being laid out in the Observer is pretty much what we will see. Where Raw will be home to some more of the the, the bigger heavyweight names. SmackDown will pay will be more of a breeding ground, and it'll be the home of the cruiserweight division, which they are mm. planning to try again on. Joey, uh, look now that we've got rid of our girlfriends, <laughs> we have time for that cruiserweight division we always wanted. <laughs> In the room where they used to live in. That's great. Super Porky can go there. It's a Rios can go in Barbara's hammock. I don't know the people in Friends' names. We could put Jerry Lynn where the foosball table was. Yeah, this will be great. Oh, my God, Joey, I can't believe that you put Jerry Lynn where the foosball table was. Let's talk about it for 20 minutes. Uh, there's Does the a SmackDown be any more draft? <laughs> Gonna be any more SmackDown? Yes, Chandler, you could. Uh, there is some interesting bringing Super Crazy in from the, whatever was left of ECW at this point. <laughs> ECW, it's been dead for a year. ECW, I know, right? <laughs> Super Crazy been showing up for work. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. Super Crazy, who worked in ECW? He's just been going to the bingo hall every week, going, I'm here. Anyone? Hello? Hello? It's funny, actually, because Super Crazy and I think Nova appeared in FMW's anniversary show months after the fact ECW dead, and it was still builders from ECW. It's like, what? I mean, to be honest with you, if someone like Rhino turned up in North, I'd bill him as from ECW. Of course. He knows that. Because I'm an arse. There's also major talk of bringing Jerry Lynn back to be part of this cruiserweight division. And the, according to the Observer, Eddie Guerrero is expected to be contacted this month about a return for WWF. He's been away since last year. He got into a right bit of a legal bother. He's been doing stuff in New Japan. And yep. they're ready to bring him back in again. He's shown he has a clean bill of health. He mm-hmm. did in Dub Dub A, The Revolution. And they said, that's penance enough. You can come back. <laughs> You've earned your time back again. Um, in terms of the roster that have had issues with the new world order, literally and metaphorically, Hardcore Holly was one of them. So, Holly did an interview this week where he talked about all the problems that he'd had with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, saying that they were saying that everybody backstage was miserable. Now, the interviewer, trying to save Bob's job, tried to reel him in saying, hey, they're not as bad as people make them out to be, are they? And Bob went, yeah, they are. They're even worse. It's... <laughs> so Holly went on an interview, just slagged off the NWO. That's and it was amazing. just like, it's great. Like, do we have, used to be really, really, and still are to this day, like, really good. Like, no, no, don't just do a random interview mm. and slag off the company you work for, but... Then, Who was that with? It doesn't actually say in the Observer. He did an shame. interview. Yeah. Oh, a good report from Observer that we expect. Nailed it, of course. <laughs> Bob Holly gave us a report to bobholly.com. <laughs> I'd love that. He interviewed himself. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah the, on the U-Shoots, Nash and Hall been asked about Bob Holly's thoughts because he's, he's still crapping on them years later. And they're like, what is he talking about? <laughs> he's just like, yeah, I squared up to Kevin Nash one time and let him know that I was an alpha. And Nash is like, what are you... T- if you had squared up to any of us, we would have buried you so deep. <laughs> like, aliens would have to find you uh, centuries later. What are you talking about? Oh, Bob, you so silly I think, boy. I think Bob's recollection of things is a bit different to how uh, life is. And that's why we like wrestling and their mm-hmm. shit talking. 
Anything um, else, pal? Uh, yeah, another person that's not in the good books at the moment is Shawn Michaels once again. Uh, now, there was a point that it was looking like he was going to come back in time for this WrestleMania. Uh, and the Observer writes, although he was in acceptable condition during his recent appearances backstage, he managed to rub certain people up the wrong way. He also appears... <clears throat> Probably Bob Ollie didn't size him up enough. He also appears to have fallen out of favour with Triple H, a guy whose career uh, was going nowhere until he hooked up with Sean on oh, TV and became one of his strongest supporters. <laughs> so it looks as if Triple H has even distanced himself from Sean at this point. But I don't think this is... I think this is a temporary setback, knowing what we know yeah, yeah, in right. the way that things go. Did you know that uh, uh, Naoa Ogawa was at WrestleMania? <laughs> was he? Yeah. To do what? He was backstage hanging out with Kurt Angle. Both. Wow. Yeah, they had some photos and stuff. Yeah, they yeah. did photos for WWF Magazine with Jim Ross. What? Yeah. I do not recall Ogawa being in WWF Magazine. No, there are photos, apparently, of Ogawa with Kurt Angle, Jim Ross, Shane McMahon, what? and Hulk Hogan. With Hulk Hogan? Apparently. Tokyo Sports, which may... which. Uh, also, the flair for lying is going to be so bad. <laughs> Tokyo Sports, which made up a story based on the photos, said oh, Ogawa yeah. talked with Ross about working in the WWF, and Ross told him to send a videotape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I didn't know that. Ogawa was backstage at Mania, oh, apparently. Okay. Just hanging out with the lads. Doing the hustle, yeah. Doing the hustle. Oh, good old Ogawa. He was back there. Hang on. Two seconds. No. Now you're going to check. You're going to check this. Imagine. I, I imagine, can't find anything. This imagine if Dave Meltzer just experienced the first bit of AI. <laughs> Why would he be in the magazine? I don't know. Oh, um, yeah, not Google search picked up nothing to begin with. Nothing there. Night. No, I'm not very exciting. I'll make sure I spell his name right. Uh, now we'll go. Yeah, WF magazine. Nothing. WWE. One last thing. Uh, yeah, I'm go. doing all the variants. No, there's nothing, nothing. going on. Nothing. Oh, if you know where these pictures of Ogawa are from <laughs> WrestleMania. Going, the fuck is Ogawa? <laughs> talk about SmackDown. <laughs> I can't talk about SmackDown yet because we have to give you an update on a new WWF restaurant. <laughs> Yay. So, not content. Another one. Not <laughs> another one. Not content with the success of WWF New York. WWF is partnering with Niagara Falls, Ontario for a store similar to WWF New York that would include an amusement park ride called the Pile Driver and two levels of retail and exhibit space mainly for selling merch. We do get a WWF Niagara Falls. I do remember. Be and I only know this for years of listening to WrestleCrap Radio, yep. where R.D. Reynolds would always take a drink out of his WWF Niagara Falls cup. <laughs> That's how I know. The only reason I He's know. He's so hammy. I love him. I love his, I love his bones. Uh, do you want some WWA news? Of course I do. Still got a little bit of the dregs of WWA. Yet. Early ticket sales for the WWA UK tour were a major disappointment. Didn't oh, even was he booked? <laughs> Oh, that'd be a great wrestler. Like Look, a mili Joey, a major disappointment. <laughs> military gimmick, major disappointment. Our new partner slash person. <laughs> Just comes out picking his nose. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Could I be any more disappointed? <laughs> Could I be any more? I did a shit and it won't flush. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the dub dub Yeah, They didn't even sell out ringside the first day of any venue. You can still get second row for the show in Brighton as well. 
Uh, Which w- the event's still happening. Apparently, they're still down to happen. They haven't sold out yet. They're doing... All right, mate. Calm down. If you have a walk-in crowd... They do it, Dave. But also, WWF... What have, <laughs> WWF have announced uh, a UK pay-per-view at Earl's Court around the same time. Oh, they're which, coming over the same time as, as Insurrection. The yeah. WWE ah. Could be a death now, that could be. Yeah. A pay-per-view that will be most uh, oh, historic. no. The names they are advertising for the WWE UK tour are... Oh, Sid Vicious is billed as the most dangerous man in wrestling. What? Yeah. We talk about his legs. <laughs> Ernest Miller, uh, who's advertised as four-time world karate champion. The biggest pussy in wrestling. <laughs> yeah. He's the cat. The cat. Okay, see the cat. Uh, Jerry Lynn, who is billed as a former WWF cruiserweight champion. Nearly. Which is true. Oh, uh, I have weight right, right. Uh, Carl Ulay, but they've... What? But they've put Carl Uden... <laughs> Uden? Uden. It's about his name, Who's this then? And also, former WWF middleweight champion, Eddie Guerrero. Middleweight? Yep! <laughs> He's on the posters <laughs> as former middleweight champion. <laughs> God love him. Uh, the, the Australian tour in April has been cut back, just to th- cut back from 10 days to three, uh, because the show in Canberra has a, such a poor advance, they're just going to knock it on the edge. <laughs> Uh, and then Dave Meltzer says, I was on Mark Madden's radio show. Oh, I'm uh, sorry to hear that. And Mark Madden brought up WWA, who he announced for a few weeks ago. Right. His comment was, I was there. Trust me, it'll never work. <laughs> Cheers, Mark. Mark's not a fan of WWA. Well, if anyone knows about not working, it's Mark Madden. Oy! Final bit of XWF news, and it could truly be the final bit. <sighs> of XWF news from the Figure Four Weekly. The proposed XWF house shows in Toledo, Port Huron, uh, and Battle Creek are scheduled for the end of this month. Well, they were, but they have now officially been cancelled. The company line is they just didn't have enough time to do all the advertising necessary. They've only had a month. Um, Plus, some of the wrestlers were already booked for indie shows that weekend as well. It makes you wonder why those indie wrestlers accepted those booking dates when the XWF shows were announced months back. Good point. Things do not look good for this company right now. Of course, the wrestlers are still being told, despite the cancellations of tiny house shows, a TV deal is imminent. Yay! Wrestling is bollocks and we love it. Uh, that's the wrestling. I told you it was a lot this week. And there's a few other bits that I want to touch on as we yeah, go yeah, through yeah. the show as well. But let's go to Matthew Gregg, who is now going to talk us through the SmackDown after WrestleMania X. And it's not a live feed. It's a normal version. <laughs> Turn off the podcast now. So we start. With the insane start, the Raw, with Hogan getting chanted for a crazy amount of time. Oh, God, yeah. Rock shows up to get booed some more because he didn't get enough of that at WrestleMania. Uh, Rock points out Hogan still has his NWO shirt on. So why doesn't he show him what Hogan's made of? So Hogan rips the shirt to reveal racism, uh, causing Nash and Hall to show up. I get mad at Hogan for being a dirty racist. Uh also, mad for turning on them and not the other way around. Rock famously calls Kevin Nash Big Daddy Bitch and tells him to inject their lethal dose of poison tonight. So, tag team match main event in Raw. Hogan lands the leggers on Hall, but Nash saves Hall and they leave to lose via count out, presumably because Mil Mascaris has joined the NWO as well. <laughs> and that's your Raw recap. Widdy wee, widdy woo. 
We're in Ontario. That was horrible, Matthew. I tried to say both of them at the same time. Ottawa, Ontario. Ottawa! Not Ottawa, Ontario, whatever I was going Being for. Being nice to everybody uh, in Ottawa. Yeah, the Corral Centre. So we missed out on Scott Duhotty and Albert defeating Justin Crabble and Billy Kidman. I guess they teamed up because they got the same short. Uh, Tommy Dreamer <laughs> defeating Randy Orton. Oof. Uh, Val Venus versus Lance Storm. Get in. Big Show and Kane defeating the Dudley Boys. Rikishi defeating Goldust. And then Rob Van Dam pinning Mr. Perfect with the five-star frog splash. Yeah. There you go. So, ignore that bollocks. We start off with Kurt Angle, who lost to Edge on Raw after the execution. He commentates and gets mad with Cole for not pointing out that Kane interfered in that match. Did he? We don't see the footage, but Kurt isn't a liar. <laughs> Kurt's no liar. Yes, he does put the blame on Kane for that one. Do you know what? Kane. It's really sad. Um, Kane. We're like... We're going to lose Kane next week. We're going to lose what? Kane next week for years. How do you lose him? He's not a set of car keys. <laughs> the draft. Oh. oh. The draft takes our boy away. Bollocks. I'm so sad. Like, we literally, like, by the time we're talking about Kane regularly on SmackDown again, I think I might be 50. <laughs> but you won't look a day over 46. Thanks, mate. So here's Booker T as we get a WrestleMania rematch versus Edge with no shampoo on the line. Angle points out that he beat Kane, ignoring Cole's insistence that he used the ropes. What? He's an Olympian. There's no ropes in the Roman Coliseum, Cole. <laughs> Anyway, Kurt is here to respect his dog, Booker. What up, dog? He yells at Booker. Oh, Crowd very much into Edge here, more so than at WrestleMania. Cole announces Flair's doing the draft on Raw and said, ah, there we go. Angle dodges questions from Cole so he can sing, Book gonna make him lose his mind up in here, as was the start at the time, before saying he's gonna do to his hair, what? No, he's gonna do his hair like Booker. Yeah, he wishes. Kurt Angle can't even do Jerry Only style at this point. <laughs> there you go. Angle keeps on singing Who Let the Dogs Out. Distracts now, Booker into accidentally hitting the ref, allowing Kurt to Olympic slam this pretty boy edge. <laughs> Booker lands a scissor kick. Not very nice, considering Arn Anderson is still around. And Booker wins in Spinner Rooney's to celebrate. Just an Angle Teehee advancement. I'll now, take you, Tom. Um, I, interrupted you I was going to mention um, when he started talking about who let the dogs out by the Baja men. I saw a tweet this week with somebody saying, "How um, am I the only one that thought it was a song about just letting dogs out as opposed to just being about ugly women in nightclubs? And I was like, really? I legit thought it was about letting dogs out. <laughs> I didn't know it was... doesn't understand like... Yeah, I just thought it was a literal... Metaphors or similes. I took or... it far too literally. I avoid similes like the plague. Ding. Uh, <laughs> I took it too literally, and I thought it was about letting dogs out. Because in the video, like, there's dogs everywhere in the street, and they thought it was about that. But no, it's about ugly... It's a quite literal video, it's in about, fairness. Yeah, it's about ugly women in nightclubs. There's oh. actual dogs here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh. Who literally let the dogs there's out? There's actually dogs running around. <laughs> There, there, they are. Because then they sing like, get back, you flea-infested mongrel. I'm like, that's really mean now. <laughs> Bless her, yeah. Debbie, she's done her hair all nice. You call her a flea-infested mongrel? Fuck, fuck the bar, man. Hashtag fuck the bar, man. Who fucked the bar, man? <laughs> who, I didn't. Who, who, who? I certainly didn't. <laughs> There's no evidence right, of that. That song was... Everywhere. It was everywhere. Four months. It was everywhere. It's... Keep talking. Keep talking. Okay, cool. Then we cut to Hulk Hogan walking backstage. 
He bumps into Vince, and the Hogan chants are loud. Vince points out, Vince, Vince points out he made Hulkamania, and whenever Hogan goes into business for himself, he falls flat on his ass. Hey, 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 leave the XWF alone. <laughs> Do you and trust me, Matt? Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Jesus, what? Sorry, oh, is this this big eyelash? You've got a big eyelash. Uh, no, sorry, I tried combing it. Uh, Here we go. Oh, there's another one there. We're breaking the podcast just so I can cut your eye- eyelashes a little bit. It's just that one there. It was just a bit long. When presenters... Well, actually, that's, that's, actually, I'll get this one while I'm here. My eyelashes are shocking. They're lovely. Not eyelashes, eyebrows. Are I, love the, I love the... Eyebrows, not I eyelashes. I love the grey flecks in them, though. They're really nice. There you go. You're good. Apologies. Piece of shit. Thank you, mate. It's going to look nice Thank when you, you see the boys later. I appreciate that. That's all right. Uh, clip that and yes. share that. Yeah, <laughs> clip that. And Hogan's, uh, you silly Billy, turning on the NBO is a bad choice, says Vince. <laughs> but it's okay because Vince says he wants Hogan to be the number one draft pick. Hogan doesn't give an answer yet because then why would we need to watch the rest of the show? So, yeah. It's true. I like Hogan just walking got a massive pop. Then when Vince said, take the night off, the crowd sounded like they were about to riot. Yeah. And then Hogan went, I might stick around. And then the crowd lost their shit. The most unrealistic thing Hogan's ever done. <laughs> Fucking crowd are into Hogan, though. Fucking yeah, into are. Hogan. And, and this, is, this is them establishing that this is Hulk Hogan, not Hollywood Hogan now. Yeah. But he's kind of in the black and white still type thing. Yeah, mostly the white. Mostly the <laughs> The APA sport regal. <laughs> And he, Bradshaw asked for five dollars or a father, father, as they say in the Queen's country. And I'll put rip Mrs. Merton, never forget. <laughs> Regal mentions the draft and points out that the APA may be split up. APA points out that if that is the case, at least one of them will be on the same brand as Regal, so they'll still beat his ass. Regal is embarrassed and tries to leave via the walls. But they go, hey, hey, use the door, use the door. And so Regal goes, oh, very flustered does. They'll look at you, manners of a goat. <laughs> he was fucking brilliant. Nice reminder of the draft and the door bit <clears throat> is still one of the funniest things Dewey has ever done. And I can't believe that. It, it, everything else the APA did was like dumb, but then it's just like, hey, hey, the door, come on now. It's this one bit of really clever comedy y- yes. that just seems to have crept through yeah. amongst all the lol dick joke that WWF yeah. can be at this time. But I, for one, am glad that it sits there. It's like the ghost of Spike Lee. Just very cool. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Spike Milligan, rather. The ghost of oh. Spike... So the ghost of Spike <laughs> Milligan just very quickly inhabited a writer and then disappeared again. Then yeah. uh, Regal pumps in. It was WWE mate DDP exiting the APA via the door. DDP asks if Regal's mad because he lost to RVD at WrestleMania in front of 68,000 fans. Regal says, yeah, I. <laughs> it's, it's that. Plus, a grinning yank is the European champion. That makes me mad, sunshine. <laughs> DDP does his barely concealed mad happiness. Superb. Marvellous. That's a good thing. <laughs> and then Regal leaves him alone. <sighs> Some good stuff here backstage. Regal throws good it out. No, Regal throws down for a European title match. And they're like, yeah, we'll do it later on. Yes, sorry. So a little teaser. I thought for... that was implied, but I realised that guy who listens to the, the, the Baja Men song might be listening. So yeah, they <laughs> set to the match later on. <laughs> Literal Jim is listening at home. Literal Jim, what are you doing? Why are all these... Why, are these why was Regal going through the walls of the APA's office? Why have you ruined that rockery? And why are there these two oh dead crows by the wall? <laughs> well, I was told... You can do it. 
He could finish that joke. He played, they said Jim Morrison played a lot of venues. Well, of course he could get into venues. He was the doors. <laughs> All right, Jim. <laughs> then we cut to Kevin Ash looking sad. Hey, the door, the door. Uh, Kevin Ash is sad because he's in the main event versus The Rock tonight. Because <laughs> he's having to wrestle. Yeah, whole bigs him up. That's it. That's the bit I put there. Uh, Kevin, what a, Kevin Nash's very few singles matches, if maybe his only singles match in this run. Yeah, his first match since the buddy showed up as well. Yeah. Not televised. Oh, no, sorry, that's not right. Push Push talk, no, I'm talking not complete shit. He's, there. he's had Mars tag had matches. La, 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 he's yes. had tag matches. I realise I just recapped one of them <laughs> two minutes ago. Yeah, he's a tag anyway, match. Leader is here. She sucked at WrestleMania. She's teaming up with Trish because the WF don't trust her in a singles right now. <laughs> Good lads. Quaker State, climb a cool. And truth, sponsor leader. I don't know what these things are. <laughs> these two women are taking on Ivory and Jazz. A loud as hell spot with Ivory yelling at Trish to stay in the corner. She must think she's still on tough enough. <laughs> but after WrestleMania match, I imagine she thinks that she needs to train these two in real time. <laughs> Commentators wonder why, or wonder where even, they'll end up and if Cole will still be employed. Jazz works over Trish so leader can make the hot tag. Smart idea. So smart, it allows Lee to distract and Trish to hit the chick kick to win. Lola, sends you, Lola says he wants a cigarette. Yeah. Shame they're having to be smarter with the booking, but that's life. <laughs> Michael Cole made a... And Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler talking about whether or not they're going to still have jobs afterwards. There was a nice little bit where they talked about Michael Cole being picked last for sports. <laughs> so that was quite funny. Because Michael Cole, like... It's one of those things where he was uncool here and people thought... Fuck off, you're uncool. And now in 2024, he's uncool, but we kind of love him. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much like the standard bearer for how I'm leading into with my life, Tom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just you, consistency. Look at that uncool fuck. He's so cool. He's so cool. <laughs> is that, that, is this part of the, the it's, new. It's a stepping stone. Is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like, like you're, like you're auditioning for the Great North, the live action movie. Yes. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing the draft. I'm drafting all the cool things away. You're drafting to Alaska. Get away, energy drinks. <laughs> Get me some Camelile. Clean inside and out. No way, heroin. I'm drinking green tea. <laughs> Arvidi is interviewed. Heroin is wacko if you're a team. <laughs> Arvidi is interviewed and also non-commits to which brand he wants to go on. Yep, these are some filler bits. But yet again... They do the RVD segment and follow up with a Tabaki is wacky. It's not a rib, it's tradition. I love it. Any Rob Van Dam interview has been followed by the Tobacco is wacker if you're a dick commercial. It's the, they know what this is. They point. know what they're doing. And the Tabaki is the SmackDown debut of Brock Lesnar, destroying everybody on Raw. So well, he, the Raw debut, I mean, it's very tenuous to call it the SmackDown debut, but whatever, I'll take it. Yeah, there he is on Raw. Doing his thing. Brock, the Brock Lesnar. He's here. So Raw saw a lot of moving parts behind the scenes, but on for in front of the camera, it was the debut of arguably one of the most important new signings to WWE in the next two decades in Brock Lesnar. Uh, he's been in OVW for a while. We've talked a few times about uh, seeing him on dark matches and competing. Uh, Brock Lesnar's debut comes at a time where Brock Lesnar 
pretty much told the WWF to fuck off. So Paul Heyman was interviewed by Rick Rubin and said that Lesnar had been in OVW for a few years. Uh, he was 23 at this point and said, look, I've done everything. I'm ready. Like, I'm not going to fucking languish in OVW anymore. So Brock Lesnar, at the tender age of 23, went, tell you what, I'm getting a flight. I'm going back to Minnesota. When you're ready for me, call me. And he did. He left OVW, flew to Minnesota, and, and even said, look, if, I'm not get, if I don't get a call in the next couple of months, I'll just go. To which they suddenly went, oh, hang on, whoa, whoa, come to Raw on March 18th. And the launch of Brock Lesnar's there. I love that, because you assume that maybe he was a, a bit more, a, a bit quieter and a bit more, not humble, certainly not humble, but more uh, appeased, more, more wanting to appease at this point. But no, at 23, this guy knew his fucking worth. Yeah. And he went, right, I'm, I've, I'm done training. I'm ready to go. Call me mm. when you need me. And he has absolutely set a bar for himself throughout his entire career. And I know some people find that quite annoying, but I kind of think, fair fucking play to you. Know your worth. Yeah, Brock's a big farm boy. He's like, okay, if you don't use me, I'll go back to my farm. That's what he's always been like. And it's, yeah, yeah that still follows up to this day. It's like, okay, cool. This is just a business. You want me to wrestle? You want me to, and that's how he's always treated it. And I think that's one thing that's sort of rubbed some long-term fans up the wrong way is that Brock Lesnar does treat WWE and wrestling as mm. a business. He's not as invested he obviously when he's doing it he's invested and he's passionate about it when it's a when it's a program he wants to do you can tell he's in the room but it's a business so he's there to make money do his dates come away again and there's i think that's probably i don't think that's a bad way to be yeah. you know i think it's easy to villainize somebody for not live sweat and breathe in it and right. fucking wrestling in butt fuck nowhere for butt fuck yeah. championship wrestling for 10 years and right. earning you ever fucking great if i tell you what if a company said to me tom want you to come in uh for three dates i <laughs> like here's a million dollars this, this isn't gonna work because you'd say yes to anything that... <laughs> i i'm not i you know what i don't actually say yes to every shift every oh game. Believe it or not. Okay. Believe it or not. I don't say yes to everything anymore. Good. You know and what? I'm happy with that. I've had new... And without giving it away, I've had some lovely conversations with some really lovely promoters and some lovely teams. And we've bounced back and forth ideas. And I've gone... I don't... I'm not going to give numbers away, but I've gone, here's my fee. Here's what I'll do it for. And sometimes they'll go, ah, it's not... You know, we want a bit... You know, we haven't got that sort of money. We want less. And I go, okay, well, nice to speak to you. Mm. I'm going to Minnesota. I'm off to Minnesota. Give me a call. Mm. You need me. Know your worth. Yep. And don't be afraid to say no. I know I feel like I say yes to everything but because my schedule's very busy. Yes. But there is some things I do say no to. I'm glad to hear that, <laughs> I just don't talk about the things I say no yeah. to. And you would say yes to a William Regal match. I certainly bloody would, mate. Right. Love him. As he makes his entrance, we get a good shot of the Yanks in the crowd doing his wave back to him. <laughs> yeah, that was Aww. cute. DDP makes his entrance, and then the crowd dies a death. As the match starts. Not into it, are they? Regal gets him back with a lovely wave. Oh, he's so nice. Mm-hmm. Lawler runs out of things to talk about. So he says, hey, DDP's toothbrush looks like a snow plow. <laughs> That's what actually got. That was, well. that was the line. That Re- was the line. Regal could have gets two. It also gets gigantic fake pops. So I'm so used to live feeds. I can't even with these fake noises. They're warming up. They're... they're, they're, yeah. they're artificially warming up the crowd absolutely ddp's crazy loose sit out powerbomb gets two i always like that always look nuts yeah and speaking of nuts here's christian dressed as 2002 as humanly possible <laughs> uh distracts the ref so brass nooks uh 
used on DDP, sets up the regal stretch for the KO submission win and nude European champion is a real European. <laughs> Ola yells, they're cheering him in Copenhagen. <laughs> Christian is a happy tantrum to celebrate, which is an interesting way to put it, but that's that's what it is. Suggest the tantrum person's very happy. Yes. Suggest to me that they're going to continue the DDP Christian feud without the European title. Mm, that's what I thought. I said, man, they really moved on quick from DDP, huh? Uh, <laughs> Regal's chest is at Ilya levels of ow. <laughs> it looks a bit sore, doesn't it? Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Like bad bacon. Uh, it's, it, Regal, as the European champion, always feels like a bit of a default position when they don't quite know what to do with the European title, just give it to Regal. Yeah, but you saw that WA tool, right? Let's bring out the big guns. <laughs> there is that. There is that. And here is what I've dubbed the inevitable, a Chris Jericho promo <laughs> segment. You sat down. Mm-hmm. Jericho is still dressed like an 80s rock star, but not like a real one. It's like what a 90s person thinks an 80s rock star was, but not really. Does that make sense? These notes stink this week, but it's a smelly episode. <laughs> Crowd boos Jericho, and he says, yeah, well, that's your opinion. He brags about the upcoming handicap match on Raw for the Uwu title. Jericho and Steph versus Triple H, and I have simply put... Jesus Christ, really? With three question mark afterwards. It surely couldn't get any worse. With the stipulation being, if Steph loses, she leaves WWE. But it, you know what I mean. But it's not going to happen, says Jericho. The crowd starts singing the na 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 song, which is of course referring to Hey Jude. <laughs> then Triple H's song starts blurring out very loudly. <laughs> the, hey Jude. Thank you, thank you. A bit of a slow one there. Triple H song starts playing out so loudly, you think it was a Jericho appearance on AEW Dynamite. <laughs> Triple H does his ha-ha, the guy I'm feuding with sucks bit by saying, hey, Jericho, Liberace called and wants his pajamas back, which is fair. <laughs> Triple H thinks maybe WF needs Steph. WF needs more lying and conniving. Hey, don't take my word for it. Let's look at their contributions. And it's a special edition of It'll Be All Right on the Night, but dedicated to Stephanie McMahon's most embarrassing moments. It's all poo and pee. <laughs> ah, happy memories, I put there. It's all of all the great things that we've talked about on this podcast. It's the jokes about Steph having her tits done. It's Jericho. It's, it's, it's Steph uh, putting allergic oil on her tits. It's Jerick, it's Steph having her top ripped off to see her tits. It's Steph falling over on her tits. Tits. Uh, and some other things happened, but mainly yeah. Steph's tits. Yeah. Triple H has a public vote to see who wants Steph to stay or leave. And crowd goes, the na 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 Batman. <laughs> Triple H says, win or lose, Jericho was the first uwu champ. But that doesn't mean he's the best. Triple H kind of loses the plot and says Jericho was good, but Triple H was better. It almost sounds like he had a worry mid-promo that he should maybe say something positive about the dude he's going to beat again after making him look like a bitch for three weeks. It's the small thing that it's no point doing a promo about somebody and just shitting on them because then what's the point? Because you've beaten nobody. It came out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, Jericho, look at you, your pajama. You were really good, though. You're a very good wrestler. I'm still going to beat you. <laughs> Look, it was shoehorned in. Bipolar Triple H is your new (laughs) champ. There is much editing here, I think, because Kevin Dunn was like, what's he doing? What's he doing? (laughs) Don't put Jericho over. We have very strict instructions. (laughs) 
Then Steph says, and I can't believe this happened, and I have no memory of this or recollection of this. Hey, Hunter. It, sorry, Jared Lawler's in on the on mic. It should be a three-way match instead. I've just put, oh, my God. Steph said it would be the biggest humiliation to lose to Steph on Raw. No, 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 says my notes. Did this really happen? Mm -hmm. This is officially the dumbest, most counterproductive thing we've covered so far on the podcast. They changed it from a handicap match, which is already deep fried in bitch oil. But now it's a three-way? Arguably, it's what the main event of WrestleMania should have been. <laughs> it's what it was. I mean, it should have been. I mean, like Steph, that that, Steph going, I'm going to become the first woman undisputed champion ever. Tripped versus Steph should have headlined Mania. I'm telling you. I said I saw, I saw that match. I lied. I, I, I left early to beat the traffic like many people. <laughs> I can't yeah, fucking believe I remember this doing segment. that. I, remember I can't making... believe how bad this was. I can't believe. I can't believe, can't believe it's not this. butter. But then, I mean, so Jericho is taken aback by this because Jericho didn't know this was happening because Steph had talked to her dirter and dirter had made it happen. So Jericho's caught off guard and Trips is like, all right, I'll beat you, still beat you. Well, all right, I'll beat my wife. I'll beat my wife up, fine. We've got to do, Steve Austin's gone home. Dejiri <laughs> oh, heads out and Tony Chimmel says, and I quote, heading to the ring, accompanied by Tori Wilson from Japan. I didn't know that about Tori. <laughs> No wonder people ribbed him all the time. Was this, was this a Tony Chimmel blunder? Accompanied by Tori Wilson from Japan. <laughs> BBC newsreader. Did, um, did you get the Jericho bit just before this match? Because that's where Jericho has a little lightning bolt moment because he's interviewed backstage by Lillian Garcia after this, this whole promo. Oh. Um, and apparently not Lily, Lillian because Lillian says Jericho what do you think of that and Jericho's like I didn't know that was happening but then he has a little light bulb go off and he goes then that means I can pin Stephanie and become undisputed champion again ah Ugh. and then there's method in the madness you know apparently. I think I went for a little walk I think you probably that promo and I just left it playing I went up a skiff I've missed anything went for a little walk swap L for an N and so it was Charlie Brown walked <laughs> my head down Going like kicked a football. There's some, there's some bad moments in SmackDown we've enjoyed, but this is one of those where I'm like, I can't believe how bad this is. It was a pretty rotten. Sorry, I interrupted your flow. So Tajiri no, okay. versus accompanied by Tori from Japan. Yeah, uh, Test is his opponent. Of course he is. Japan hated the Xbox, so they're natural enemies. They did as well. Test blocks all of Tajiri's offense. Lola says, "I he, like how Test has evolved in our podcast. That he was an N64 guy, now he's an Xbox he's guy. With the time, really, really subtle little adjustments to the character that's kept him alive in our podcast. Like Tugboat becoming Typhoon. <laughs> Lola says he hopes Tori is on the same draft as him, as she could be his computer. Yeah." A laptop, and I've just put. Fucking I've hell. just typed in the words "perv laugh." <laughs> Taj kicks test Taj. Tajiri. Taj. Taj. The other from Surname Mahal. Tajiri kicks test in the face, and then gets the tornado DDT for two. Tajiri matrixes out of a sunset flip to land another vicious kick. As we forget how cool Tajiri was and how over he was. Handspring goes right into Uncle Slam for two, so Tori from Japan distracts. Doesn't help as Test big boots the life out of TJ. Teflon Test gets the win. 
I enjoyed this, and Cole put over the test as the guy to build a franchise around. You were right, Cole. We should have listened. Mm. Well, well, we'll get a chance to watch him attempt to do that yeah. when post-draft. Exciting. Backstage, Vince tells Nash to castrate the Brahma Bull. Also, don't worry. The NWO will be drafted as a unit, so no splitting up. Spreading up the NWO? Who would be dumb enough to do that? <laughs> anyway, Stacker 2 presents Big Fat Fucking Big Show unable to fit in a car or some shit. I don't know. I don't, I don't American. Anyway, Linda announces the split. Yeah, that'll help the show, Robo Linda. Raw will get her processor, but SmackDown will keep her MS-DOS. <laughs> that was Stacker 2, Big Show's fart. Did you make heads or tails that little bit that we're doing with the, uh, his NASCAR and his big shows? I just assume that like, and... he's just too big to get in a NASCAR. And that's the joke. Yeah. Lol. I think that's it. Just, do you get it? It's pretty he's, deep, isn't it? He's, Vince has always been a deep writer. I feel like a lot of these come from Vince. Just, hey, wouldn't it be funny if Big Show couldn't get in a NASCAR? Huh. Yeah, then what happens? What do you mean? That's it. That's the joke. <laughs> One note, done. <laughs> I like your Vince as your, also your... Cuddles. Uh, no, because Cuddles is a bit... Oh, no. They, is a bit yeah. more high-pitched and a bit more northern. Hey, look who she sent to the podcast studio. It's Chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> ah, cocksuckers! Cuddles. I hate that duck. Cuddles the monkey, what are you doing? Are you I'm drafted? In, I'm, I'm going yeah, to fucking draft your spleen to the wall over there with a stapler. It's the fucking wall. That, it's the wall, brother. It's the wall. <laughs> We'll have to do a draft next week, all the stupid characters. Oh, shall we draft all the we draft the jokers? Them? I'm not going to be in the show Dennis anymore. Dennis Norton's off to roll. Oh, bye, Dennis Norton. Oh, Forever. Oh. Do you know what? I might do that. I might bring us a special draft of all our stupid characters. Oh, please. We'll draft them. That's, Some we'll never see again. That's got to be draft. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hurricane versus Molly Holly now for the hardcore title. <laughs> yeah. And we get a recap of all the cool hardcore title stuff that happened at the pay-per-view, which were some of the highlights of that show, to be honest with you, which is a bit sad because it's about a year past its sell-by date, but hey-ho. Helms goes for the choke slam. I don't think this is for the hardcore title. I think it's no, just a grudge it? match based on the shenanigans of the hardcore oh, title. Oh, I just assumed it was, right. Sorry. 
Beg your pardon. Also, I like the fact that Helms makes his entrance with his music and then Molly starts, but it's just Helms is but slightly different. And it's, it's hey, it's Molly Holly. Holy sidekick, Hurricane. Holy sidekick, that's it's it. It's Mighty Molly. I love it. That's how you can tell the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Helms goes to choke Sam, but can't bring himself to do it. <laughs> Molly doesn't mind hitting him, though, and chops the fuck out of poor Greg. <laughs> and then does the backflip elbow. Beautifully. Helms gets a morbid of offense outside. Molly teases an injury. Oh no, what's going to happen next? I'll tell you what happens next. Brock Lesnar in his SmackDown debut proper. He F5s Helms and then lariats the fuck out of Molly. <laughs> okay. I put, ah, Jesus. Paul Heyman, his manager, poses, and that is an inauspicious debut if I ever saw one. Heyman looks so young here. <laughs> Like people from twenty years ago tend to do that. They do, don't they? But I think Paul Heyman especially. <laughs> like this, like I, I th- you knew, and I remember watching this SmackDown. I remember watching it at this point and going, "Fuck, this guy's gonna be a big deal." Like there was such an aura about him yeah. immediately, and you see a lot of people come and go. But when 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 he, the moment he landed, I was like, "This guy's gonna be a thing." I didn't predict in my wildest dreams how quickly he'd become a thing like the top I did no no way did I think they push him yeah. as quick as they did again made his debut the Raw after Wrestlemania is world champ by SummerSlam yeah crazy unreal amount of uh, trust in that process and he looks like he fits yeah, event, by the way. at no point like, did it feel like it was it was a fish out of water. We've seen people rise through the ranks much quicker, and it's bombed, but Brock just looked unstoppable from the yeah. get-go. And I remember him attacking the Hardys for about a month. I remember him attacking Sean Stasiak randomly, and also Spike Dudley. Did not remember him giving Molly a poor, <clears throat> poor bloody clothesline. Just absolutely so. clattered her, bless her. Yeah, and backstage, Undertaker is walking. And ask a dude where Flair's office is. That's it. Not even worth typing. But then, Undertaker demands Flair draft him. So every day of his life can be a WrestleMania moment. Wait, does he mean draft him on the same brand as Flair? Yeah, that's presumably, that's presumably what he means. Yeah, Jesus, you weirdo. <laughs> yeah, because Flair is, Flair is drafting the wrestlers with Vince. Yeah, he didn't say, can I be on the same thing as you? He just says, can you draft me? It's like... Yeah, I think he wants... Draft you where? It's weird because... Sunday Night Heat. But what Undertaker is... The Riath Niagara Falls. It feels like what Undertaker is saying there. WF New York. Sending me Big Show to hold some kids. Um, the Riath NASCAR. <laughs> Not the fatties. Get Big Show out of the car. Um, what Undertaker seems to be saying there is, Rick, you better put me on Raw because if you... Uh, be, put me on Raw and I'll beat the fuck out of you every day. <laughs> yeah. That would make me go, no, I won't. <laughs> Why would I do that? Why if would you, I do if that? If you don't, you're a chicken. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I'll show you. Christ. Grown men. Don't. Oh, you call me a chicken? A coward? Oh, I'm not a coward. <sighs> Let me make this stupid fucking decision to prove I'm not a coward. <laughs> fucking hell. Bumbleclot. Bumbleclots, both of them. <laughs> Billy and Chuck are backstage and they're dressed in black. I hear it slimming. And then, hey, it's Rico. He's not impressed with either of them but he's going to be giving them a makeover soon. Wow. Rico and Brock on the same episode. This episode is a shoo-in for most important episode of SmackDown yet. <laughs> and speaking of shoo-in, oh. <laughs> presents Stacey Keebler trying to use her female bits to distract Billy. But to quote Anthony Bowens on Twitter, I'm gay, bitch. <laughs> so the Dudleys get DQ'd. 
The duds are so annoyed at this that they powerbomb Stacey through a table to officially end their relationship. Man, this show is suddenly all about beating up women again. Very odd. Um, Rico is here. This, uh, we, we've talked a bit about Rico in the past few months. So Rico Constantino was a standout in OVW. Cornette loved the bones off of Rico. Rico's really good. Uh, and he's got, a, he's got a, an athletic background. He's got all the trappings of what would make a WWE guy today, right? In the sense that he's got a good build. He's a handsome guy. He's a great talker. He has a non-wrestling background. He was a contestant on American Gladiators. That's right. Uh, he, there's actually a few trading cards from the old American Gladiators with Rico on them. Oh, yeah, it's the one we've taken a photo with, Algawa. <laughs> it's not the same one, isn't it? Um, he also appeared on Fort Boyard. Fuck off. He was. He was. Were you in Fort Boyard? He and Craig Branham. So Craig Branham was his arch nemesis on their episode of Gladiators. And they got them both to do Fort Boyard <laughs> as well. Wait, but was Fort Boyard in America? No, this is on the European version. The they, European version that American Gladiators going at it. Yep. Who gives a fuck? On the show, he was the first and only competitor to capture the key in the bungee jump challenge. Uh, the rules were changed after that, and no one actually thought it could be done until that point. Uh, what? Yes. So uh, he got a lot of love. He's done a lot of stuff behind this, you know, away from that. He had a career as a, as a policeman as well. Yeah. But here's the thing. He's 40-odd. So therefore, and do you know what? I, people, people complain about Vince McMahon for many reasons, and rightly so. He's consistent because in L, LA, with LA Knight, he wanted he had incredibly talented, talented performer. Now he's in his 40s, make him a manager. Adam Cole, incredibly talented performer. Now he's too old, make him a manager. Rico, Vince went, you're too old. I'm going to make you a manager. Like, consistent. It's the Rico, they, they did with Rico what Vince wanted to do with LA Knight. Hmm. Essentially, make him a cool manager because he's just too old as far as Vince is concerned. Despite all the plaudits and all the talent and all the credibility coming into it, nah, make him a manager. Hmm. I mean, he'll be great in his role, but my gosh, he could have done more. Could have yeah. really done more. Yeah. And he will do a bit more, but not a lot more. Not a lot. <laughs> a little, not a lot. A little bit, not a lot. Uh, Jeff and Matt of the Hardys. Show up. As opposed to what? I know, right? <laughs> the Johnsons. Jeff and Matt of the road crew are here to <laughs> fix the audio. Uh, Lola Cockett over Jeff wearing a Bane-esque mask, asking why he's got a jockstrap on his face. I went, calm down. It's not Aldo. <laughs> what was that about? Uh, I think she's trying something. Just, just trying a bit. Uh, Jeff looks gimmick. like he'd say yes to everything, like you used to be, you little slut. <laughs> And here's the even gayer Chuck and Billy with Rico. Billy, because we, we'd say beforehand, didn't we? Billy and Chuck are all right, but they need to be gayer. They need to be gayer. More gay. Billy gets his cool tilt the world sit-out slam that no one else seems to do. Uh, Hardys get their moves in until Jeff misses a swanton because Chuck pushed him to the outside. Matt lands a leg drop. Shades of the late great Hulk Hogan there. But Rico pushes Jeff back into the ring. Huh? Why is he doing that? Oh, while the referee's checking on him, Rico bonks Matt on the ropes, allowing for the famous and tight title retention. And Cole's like, oh, that wascally stylist. <laughs> well, yeah. The fuck were you expecting? I'm like, yay, Rico, I guess. <laughs> I can't believe their stylist helped them. I'm like, shocking behavior. What would you know about stylist Michael Cole in 2002? <laughs> yeah, with well, your bloody frosted tips. Yeah, I was going to say, frosted tips are in, baby. Uh, I, I think Rico is the missing piece for Billy and Chuck. Mm. 
really just like completes the the entire ensemble yeah. as far as i'm looks, concerned looks so good to me looks so good to me mm. I'm, I'm big into it i was into them anyway but i particularly like them yeah. now and now the main event the main event the rock versus kevin nash with 11 minutes left on the smackdown clock crowd loves the rock obviously but they only love him when he's not against Hogan. And this is Nash's first singles match since coming back. He has weird jeans with white outlines drawn on them, <laughs> like a white pocket on his ass and the word Nash on his legs. Not a good look. In fact, no one in NWO looked good in 02, to be honest with you. They all looked a bit like they were recapturing, fashionably recapturing old glory. Yes. And, and I guess literally as well. Yeah, they're like, we've... we've stylized your look to modify it for a new age and yeah they're like lod 2000 <laughs> do you think he wrote nash on his trousers because he'd heard that undertaker stole the godfather's trousers that time and just thought i don't want you nicking my trousers i'm gonna write my name on yeah. them so you know them mine and even if you do you're gonna wait yeah for one <laughs> those aren't his trousers undertaker walking out these are my trousers no they're not they've got nash on them no they're mine <laughs> no, my name is nicholas ash <laughs> My new gimmick. Yeah. I'm Big Red Nash. Big <laughs> Shut up, Diesel. They call Undertaker Big Red several times on this SmackDown. Yeah. Poor Kane. <laughs> he, he's Big Red. The Big Red Demon. They were calling him like the Red Demon. It's like, no, Kane's the Big Red Demon. Undertaker's, Undertaker's like Big a little... Red Not Demon. <laughs> what was it you called him? <laughs> booger off. <laughs> booger Red. Won't you booger red, off? Booger off. Yeah, Booger Red. What the what? Booger Red. That's the nickname I've ever heard in my life. Like a, if I was getting Booger... Above average is better than Booger Red. Booger, if I was getting Booger Red, I'd probably just nip to the uh, ENT, EMT, ENT and get checked out if I was getting Red Boogers. Ha-ha. Good joke. Move on. Hey, they can't all be overruns. <laughs> And it's Tom to first base. I'm here. I'm just fucking. I'm a fucking. Tom punts. (laughs) Nobody asked. (laughs) Tom points at the infield and hits it there. Yay! There we go. Rock takes snake eyes. Hall yells, ho, ho, ho. Now you're going to get it. (laughs) Red Booger. Yeah. He goes, ho, 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 now you're going to get it. As Rock just sells like a trading character from a fighting game mode. <laughs> he did, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Nash gets in Rock's face and yells, who's the bitch now? Who's the bitch now? <laughs> I remember the Palestine Magazine reporting that. Nash was shoot annoyed at that. What, the bitch? Really? I'll about grow up. Rock on my bitch. Fuck, all the horrible things that Nash said about people over the years. He called me yeah. a bitch, Dad. Fuck off. I don't know about that. I, I think maybe he's over... Emphasize, but I'll make it Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rock flies outside, but Hall cuts him off. Hall hits Rock so hard, he falls over in the process, but gets back up and continues because he's Scott fucking Hall. <laughs> Sidewalk slam gets two, so it's bear hug time. And I feel, oh, I remember this match now. Lol, I remember watching this match at my grandma's, which is not where I watched my SmackDown. <laughs> Turned it on, and I'm going, oh, wow. Rock versus Kevin Nash on SmackDown? I thought that would be a match they saved for a big pay-per-view. SummerSlam. Kid me thought this. Yeah. And I remember getting so mad that there was a fucking bear hug happening. I put Nash's in a bear. (laughs) (laughs) He's just not the type of dude to do a bear hug. He's not fat enough. He's not a bear. Scorpion Deathlock. Stings are a scorpion. 
You gotta be big. Like, why to do the bear hug make it effective? Now she's just tall. Yeah, it's it's an it's it's a lazy move for a tall wrestler to yeah. do <laughs> to buy them some time and look menacing. Yeah, I, I, I hated that as a kid. Like a bear hug. Come on. Rock recovers and lands the people's elbow, but Hall interferes. Razor sets up the edge, but Rock backdrops him outside, just for good measure. But a pissed Rock ain't content with that, so he sets up the table so Big Lazy can jackknife the Rock through it. Oh, great. Yeah. But here's Hogan to save the Rock after he got put through the table. Yeah, cheers, mate. Wow, what a friend. <laughs> Brett did nothing wrong. Hogan leg drops Hall, but Nash beats down Hogan. Lol. Yeah, right. Like, Nash is going to beat Hogan. With Hulk landing a second leg drop on Nash. So that means, of all people, you'll never guess if you didn't know. Yes, that's right. Making his return after four months off. X-Pac. Make some noise. X-Pac. Make some fucking noise. X-Fucking-Pac. Hits Hogan with a chair. And Hogan bleeds. I've just put X-Pac. X-Pac, like, uh, hello. <laughs> it's the X-Pac. <laughs> I wonder if I just read your meter. Who is it, dear? X-Pac! Do you have someone who looks after you? <laughs> it's the X-Pac. Yes, I think we've made that clear. I mean, it makes sense in the scheme of the NWO, but it's still hilarious. Yeah. Pac yells, four years I've waited for this. And they spray NWO1 Hogan in case he forgets, like Kevin Nash with his jeans. <laughs> it was four years since X-Pac walked out on Raw and was like, Hogan, you're a dick. So That's right. It's man, yeah. nice that they played that back. It's Brock Lesnar, Rico, <laughs> X-Pac and the NWO. <laughs> it's a bit jarring. It is a bit. But again, makes sense in the NWO, but it's not really the NWO that it was, so it's just like... But this is the new... <laughs> exactly that. Do you think this is because Shawn Michaels wasn't quite ready? Let me tell you a story. This is why this is what it is. So, X-Pac was always going to be part of, was going to be part of the new, new World Order for a little bit. He was ready to come back. Obviously, here are his buddies, the click. They're like, hey, come on in. Not right. The original plan was at WrestleMania to have Steve Austin versus Scott Hall and have Scott Hall beat Steve Austin yep. with interference by Kevin Nash and X-Pac. So X-Pac was meant to be revealed as the newest member of the NWO at Mania. However, as we know, Austin went, fuck am I losing to Scott Hall? The fucking state of him. I'm already annoyed. So obviously the finish was changed so that Austin had a very strong win over Scott Hall and he could leave them alone forever. Just to interrupt, do you think... Austin, like they said, it's all right though because X Pac couldn't interfere. And Steve Austin just gave that look, <laughs> like the Kubrick stare. Like. <laughs> or we could do something else, Mister Austin. Yeah, I'm beating Scott. Yeah, fine. Oh, Steve Austin, get back, get back, Mister Steve Austin. No, <laughs> dramatization may not have happened. So the plan. So X Pac was told, "Don't return at Mania. We're going to have you return on Raw the night after." So we're going to have Scott Hall and Kevin Nash versus The Rock and Hulk Hogan. And Hall and Nash are going to win with the help of X-Pac. And to which Vince changed his mind and said, actually, no, I want Hogan and Rock to win. I want them to look strong in their first debut as a team. So he went, tell you what, X-Pac, no, don't debut yet. Uh, Scott Hall, can you take the pin 
in this tag match. And Hall was like, fuck off. You made me lose to Austin after I was going to win. You're now telling me I'm losing to Hogan. Fuck off. No. And Hall's in a bad mood on Raw. So this is all going great. This NWO wow. thing has gone brilliantly. How could, if only someone had seen this coming. Um, it's all gone brilliantly. I mean, Hall is kind of right. Like, yeah, I am supposed to be a big, the NWO is supposed to be a big deal. Yeah. I've just lost at Mania. Now I'm losing again the night that, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm with Hall. <laughs> So they said, so back, so apparently, the, uh, you know, there's a little bit embellished, but apparently they went, okay, Scott Hall, can you take the pin? And Hall went, no, Chico. I, <laughs> I, lost, to, I lost to WrestleMania to Austin. I'm not taking the pin again. Right, okay. Kev. Uh, <laughs> we'll do a count out. <laughs> <laughs> no one wanted to ask Kevin Nash to take the pin. Dennis so, Norton, would you mind taking the pin? <laughs> Kev, can you ask Dennis Norton if he doesn't mind getting pinned? So, Postman's chocolate dogs. So the, so, the plan, so the plan was the plan to have Xbox debut at Raw was was cancelled as well in favour of having a tag match that ends in a stupid countout. So therefore, that brings us to SmackDown, where finally we can have the NWO look strong against Hogan with the help of Xbox everyone's friend who is now in the new world order. So this is the return of X-Pac. Yeah. It's been on the cards for some time and nixed twice. Yes. And he can take all the losses now. Yeah, basically. He like can when do... they had Eric Young in the band in TNA. You're there. Yeah. Because again, it's people... It's so fascinating when people's reactions to like, I can't believe this guy refused to do business. It's like, well, business, you mean? You mean I'd be about making money, keeping yourself... A top star. Mm -hmm. They're not doing every job that you're supposed to be taking. All right. Shocking, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, Hall and Nash had the right idea of going, yeah, well, we want us to both do this and lose <laughs> on the thing afterwards. Yeah. No, nah, again, that's a, a weird situation that you don't get much in WWE when it comes to, like, refusing to lose. So, it must have been fascinating for them going, oh, Ah, we're gonna have Xbox come in then. Basically, yeah, as that's that's what it's led to. Xbox heel Del Nash as as a has essentially the the mo out of the three the most respected member of the the roster out of those three the one who has the most cra most clout with the locker room the one that can actually wrestle in competitive matches still and the one that doesn't suffer from taking a pin now and then Xbox is basically being brought in to do for lack of a better term the heavy lifting of the New World Order, uh, whilst Kevin Ash and Scott Hall can I don't know stand there and throw their hair back. Mm. Uh, that's the plan. This new world order thing is not panning out the way people hoped, but then at the same time, it's panning out exactly as we thought with some new guys coming in to play the role of people taking over the company. Vince doesn't want to make them look strong. They're pissed off because they're not winning. It's like this, this, this game of chess and everybody's a checkmate. Uh, mm. uh, we'll, we'll still have NWO for a little bit longer, um, but the, uh, the death knell is sounding already. <laughs> Yeah, and what a fascinating period for WWE. Yeah. Just, just getting ready for the draft pick. A so company the last one free draft. That's it? No, we... So oh, no, so that's Essentially... Right. So that's a two-parter then for the draft. No, no, no. The on. draft is on Raw this week, yeah. coming, but then SmackDown is kind of the last normal show. The draft doesn't come into effect until oh, the following week, okay. which is why next week we have, um, without giving too many spoilers, we have a tag team that's split up, that challenges for the tag titles as a last-ditch attempt time. to keep them together. Oh, okay. uh, and there's a few other bits. So basically next week will be the last episode of WWF television pre-draft. 
ever. Ah. Because we'll never go back to an undrafted. Well, kind of. Uh, I mean, it was kind of. It was and it wasn't. But yeah. it was. They ne they ne they've never. They stopped caring. They were, for, for a, a long time, they stopped caring. And they and they'll go through fits and spouts of it. Well, that time when Vince went on TV and says, like, well, there's going to be. They're out three picks a year, and then two of them will be able to. And then on, remember, he just said all this stuff, and everyone was like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and then it was never brought up again, never acknowledged, and just quickly forgotten about it. Oh, those Vince, though. Yeah, we, we, we went like, oh, they'll have three wild cards. Yeah. And then it was like five wrestlers turned up. Fucking. There are two guards. One of them speaks the truth, the other one speaks falsehood. <laughs> Essentially, what happened? Smackdown this week. That was that. What do you remember from it? Because obviously, you watched some of this at your nan's. I remember my grandma having those old VHS tape libraries that looked like books, and she'd write down a little book what was on each one. Ah, remember she had that. Fuck no. So what does that have to it do? It was with... always just the best of Des O'Connor. <laughs> what do you remember about Des O'Connor this oh, week? Oh, I've been bored to tears. <laughs> Billy Joel was on. God, I love my grandma, but she loved Des O'Connor. Um, that's an interesting. Yeah, it was that that the Nash versus Rock, which seems very atypical for everything else Nash was doing during this period. Of course, he didn't lose, so it's not that <laughs> atypical, I guess. But yeah, that's the big one that sticks out for me. I remember, I, and contrary to what you remember, I remember Steph making it a triple threat match Oof. for Raw, and I remember that promo, and I remember because I remember you know being a smarky little piece of shit on AOL chat rooms going, "This should have been the main event of WrestleMania." No! Little twat that I was. Uh, I don't see nothing's changed. Yep, nothing has changed except I'm doing it on a wider scale. Um, but I remember that. I remember that being a thing. And uh, no, no point did we humour the fact that Steph would win the title. But it was funny that she was challenging for it. What did you forget? Uh, Brock, clothesline, and Molly. Fuck yeah! Like, there's such a big size difference, and he wasn't. He didn't pull any punches. Just bam! <laughs> like, Jesus! Absolutely ripped her head off. Yeah, with that one. Like wow. I mean, it makes an impression. It also just reminds you of like, oh yeah, that was just normal back then. Again, followed by like ten minutes later. Here's Stacy going through a table. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that this was the episode that X-Pac came back. I, I had a feeling that X-Pac turned up much later. It wasn't until I sat down and watched it and then did my research into it. I went, oh, actually, this has been the cards for a while. I had a feeling it was further down the line than, than this SmackDown. But uh, so it was, I just, I, again, it kind of fits. It just, it, it feels a bit, a, it weird. it's weird because like, it feels like it should be like a, a lower down the totem pole decision. But bear in mind, X-Pop was a founding member of the NWO anyway, kind of. He was in the original incarnation, like seven, yeah. seven or eight years ago. So it's not weird that he's in it, but it's also weird that he's in it. <laughs> it's so odd, isn't it? Like everyone went, why is he in it? I said, well, yeah. he's, a, he's a legit member. Yeah, he made an impact when he originally joined because he'd been let go. Yeah. Shockingly at the time um, by WWF. So it's like, wow, yeah, they're invading. And then it made an impact when he then left two years later to go to WWF. He's like, wow, he's invading again. <laughs> but now it's like, I've joined the NWO. It's like, because you've got nothing going on. Do you think maybe they could have benefited from maybe having Xbox come out and do something non-NWO based, maybe lose, and then maybe be extended an olive branch by Alden Nash and go, nah. hey, come back. No, nah, I think if you're going to make an impression or relight someone, having them split open Hulk Hogan's head. I mean, that is There's the not much else it. you can do other than that. That is the way Teabag Steve Austin. You could, have ha you could have teased the return of X Factor and then have Hall and Nash come out and then 
or shake hands, Hall and Nash join X Factor. He's X Factor. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Hey, Hall they've Hall got, the- right now, their trophy cabinet's bigger than NWO's. Fuck yeah. Albert, IC champ. Just incredible. That's X Factor's legacy. Was there. <laughs> Just. <laughs> X Pac was light heavyweight and cruiserweight champion at the same time. That's right. And the European that might champs be before, sometimes. but we'll allow it. No, no, we'll it was, it was kind of during. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, sort of during. So that period when x was wearing WWF shirts, you're like, oh, no. Yeah, he was in trouble. Uh, but thankfully, he's not, nor are you, because that is SmackDown for this week. Next Saturday. Dun, dun, dun. This time next week. Do you know where we Honest. are, Math? Honest. Honest. Do you know where we are? Where? We're Box Park Wembley. What are we doing there? We don't live there. Fucking watching the Royal Rumble, aren't we? With our friends at Hook Don Wrestling. Tony Schiavone's voice. Who doesn't work there? Who doesn't work there? We're going down south. All right, governor. Oh. Help, I'm being mugged and murdered. Oh, no, uh, the Black Plague. <laughs> uh. Bring out your dead. Uh, I, the baked bean sandwiches. I think they've cured that now. Baked bean sandwiches. I'm they've taking cured. no chances, mate. I'm going <laughs> to a hazmat suit. <laughs> I'm bringing hazmat suit and Greg's from we the We already North. had an interview in uh, the legend Typhoon. Uh-huh. Wearing a beekeeper's outfit, isn't it? <laughs> Don't threaten no, me with a no, good no, time. No, 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 WrestleMania 7. <laughs> we are going to be at Box Park Wembley. We are with our very good friend, Fred Ottman, a.k.a. Typhoon, a.k.a. Tuggers, a.k.a. The Shockmaster. <laughs> and we are on stage hosting the event and doing a very special quiz with people joining us for the show. Oh, my God. And I, 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 I showcased this on the news the other day. Uh, if you're watching on the Patreon, there's a little treat for you as well. You can see... Oh. Toot toot. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Let's get music getting ready. This is oh, the ready? prize. What? For the winner of the Cultaholic Quiz. What the fuck? <laughs> My... <laughs> quiz quiz. <laughs> so the winner... Look at that thing. Isn't it lovely? So the winner of the quiz, uh, will be, we'll be uh, talking about how we'll do the quiz on the night. Uh, somebody is going to leave Box Park Wembley with this potential weapon in their possession. <laughs> Rico didn't get that for winning the bungee jump. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Fucking massive. There are limited tickets left. They may all be gone by this point. If we sell out, uh-huh. Ma- if we sell out Maff and I are definitely doing a kiss on stage. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got some messages about that. What we, have you been saying? I, <laughs> I put out a... <laughs> put out a tweet where I went because there was only a few tickets left I said if we sell out Maff and I will definitely kiss on stage I was like oh that was, that's a, that's that a, was oh. literally the be- that was the beginning middle and end of what I said hi Tugboat how you doing <laughs> <laughs> Fred Ottman live reaction to what he's witnessing <laughs> that's the steam coming out of his ears <laughs> Thank you and good night. Uh, Enjoy the rumble. <laughs> Come see us. Sorry, HO Wrestling UK on Twitter. Limited tickets left. They might all be gone by now. Uh, it's Cultaholic. It's Hooked on Wrestling. It's Fred Ottman. It's the Royal Rumble. Because then once we've done all the stuff on stage, we're all going to watch the rumble together. Yay. I might even break my dry January and have a few beers as well. That'll be fun. Oh, we ain't gonna give sleep. your nose a rest. <laughs> yeah, I'll rest the nose, but I'll certainly surface the throat, oh, Your Honour. And here's uh, another sneak preview. Here's the noise of Tugbo heading towards his phone to fire his agent. God. My foot. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did it become a Mega Drive game? 
Hey, his music was banging. We're back next week. Here are the tugs of Box Park. Jack, can you walk on to the tugboat, to the tugs theme? Let's put it on. What's he going to do? Stop. Here he is. He might fall over. Accompanied by his friends, 10 cents. Sunshine. Sunshine. Oh, that might be a thing. Anyway. I can't remember the other names of the tugs. Zed Stacks. Hercules. Hercules, yep. Champ, one of them. Henry? No. No. Um, Big Mickey! <laughs> Big Mickey who dies. Big Mickey who dies. Pew, Pew, Barney McGrew. Cuthbert, Devil and Grub. Anyway, Rumble Watch Park, Rumble, Royal Rumble, <laughs> Box Park Wembley. If you can't make it to Wembley, there uh, are <laughs> there are hooked on wrestling oh, sorry. Royal Rumble parties <laughs> all over the country. Uh, find one near you at HO Wrestling UK on Twitter uh, and have a lovely time with that. Till we're back together next time, anything you want to plug? That. That, just that, innit? Oh, I'll probably have a new video up before then because I can concentrate on Rumble, but... New Botchamania before then. I talked to I talked to Hornswoggle. On a ah, lovely. He says he'll let me know when it goes live. I was like, oh, fantastic. Well, I'll think it's probably in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> on the nose with the uh, latest breaking yeah, news. Yeah, whatever. Something like that. Well, look out for that before Christmas. <laughs> we're next together he's at Matthew Gregg on Twitter I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter this could be yours together we're at Cultaholic on Twitter don't forget to join us love you bye <laughs> toot toot lads toot toot I, I just thought we're doing all this and then like I have a question for Tugboat so what what's next for Cade and Bossman's like chocolate dogs coming back what What's your favourite Dennis Norton moment, Tugboat? <laughs> what the fuck are you on about? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 